Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Amy from Amy Natalie Co., spiritual teacher, mindset coach, and speaker. I'm here to remind you how to tap into your feminine frequency to elevate your relationships, attract more money, and feel confident in your body. Each week, I'll be sharing wisdom from guest experts and guided meditations, along with my favorite spiritual mindset techniques so that you can access abundance, love, and manifest a life that is in alignment with your soul's true desires. Let's do this, sister. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here with me for this guest episode with Marie Barker, where we talk all about cyclical living and feeling empowered with your emotions. Before we get into this episode today, I have a very exciting announcement that I will officially be teaching a Embody Your Feminine workshop this Sunday, August 29th, and this is going to be the first embodiment class that I'm teaching that's available to the public where we will be exploring all different aspects of the feminine. We're going to be exploring three specific energies, pleasure, power, and play. And this specific workshop is really designed to help to connect you with your sensuality and reconnect with your body so that you can feel empowered and fully expressed. And the way that this workshop is going to be laid out is we're going to have about 60 minutes of movement and that will be guided movement with music. And this is not a, sp- this is not a typical dance class. This is a healing and energy moving experience where I will be guiding you through different ways to release stuck energy in your body and to access new higher vibration frequencies. And then we're also going to have time for sharing and connections so that you can be part of a community and be connected with other women who are in the workshop. And I will be facilitating a guided discussion. So that is coming up this Sunday, August 29th, and it will be virtual on Zoom. And I know it's not the same as doing a class in person. However, I just completed my 10-month embodiment certification and everything was online and we still had such powerful breakthroughs. And that's really what I'm here to create is spaces for you to feel safe, spaces for healing and spaces for women to connect. And I do love that we have the sacred technology to be able to connect women from around the world who are on this journey together. So to join me for the Empowered Feminine Workshop this Sunday, you can scroll down in the link in the show notes to find the link and register. It's just $44 for this 90-minute healing experience. And then also you will get the playlist and you will get a recording of the workshop so that you can do it again on your own at a later date if you desire. And if you don't go down to the show notes, you can also find it on my Instagram. You can just click on the link in my bio and find it there. So I look forward to moving with you and connecting with you and creating a really sacred healing experience for the divine feminine and for you to explore these new parts of yourself. 
All right, so let's get into our episode for today with our guest, Marie Barker, who is a high vibe women's wellness coach with a passion and specialty in meditation, mindset, and holistic living. She's a former high school English teacher with a past of chronic illness, stress, and depression. She has done the work to heal and shares her journey living with PCOS openly and authentically. For those of you who don't know what PCOS, it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. And Marie transitioned to a full-time online coaching in in 2017 and is the creator of the Be Well Club, a virtual wellness community for women committed to feeling good through simple daily habits. She is the host of the Live On Purpose podcast, creator of the Know Your Flow Cycle, and... She is also the Stress Less and Learn More to Meditate program is what she created. And you can find her at Marie Barker Wellness on Instagram. And you can also find her on her website, mariebarkerwellness.com. So I hope that you enjoy this interview. I absolutely love Marie. She's like one of those people where you just instantly fall in love with her. I had an instant connection with her and her energy and her ways of being and her knowledge and wisdom is so, so potent and powerful. So enjoy this interview and we'll see you on the other side. Hello, Marie. Welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. Thank you so much, Amy. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really grateful that we have landed in this time and space. I think you reached out to me a few months ago when I was traveling in Tulum and I was listening. You sent me this beautiful voice note and I was listening to it and I remember exactly where I was sitting. I was like looking out over the ocean and I was the just so excited to hear your voice and it just felt like a really deep soul resonance. So um, here we are in a different chapter in a different space. You've just, you're coming into a new chapter. I'm in a new space. So I'm really happy that we're here having this conversation today. Ditto. And I remember your response specifically, and there was beautiful birds in the background. And I thought, oh my God, you can voice on me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. One of the things that I could feel immediately upon like hearing your voice and, and listening to your mission and your message was just your inner confidence. And just this, like knowing that I was like, this woman knows who she is and she knows what she's here to offer the world. And I always like really honor and value and respect that because I know that that doesn't happen by chance. Like there's a lot of work that goes into it behind the scenes. So I'm just celebrating you for the work that has brought you here today. And also would love for you to share, you know, about your mission and really what you are currently offering to the world, what it is that you feel is like your soul, like, soul path that you're on right now oh i just thank you i receive all of that and i i know that that is so uh, resonant as true for me because i just got goosebumps as you were speaking those words so oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) so i started my i call it my wellness holistic coming to myself journey but i started my journey i'm sure as you did at a really young age and it started with not knowing myself it started with learning learning, you know, cultural programming and paradigms that are thrust upon you. I know in uh, Bronnie Ware's top five regrets of the dying, she calls it the muck that gets chucked on you. And eventually you have to wipe all this muck off of you. And I learned how to be and how to do, and I learned how to hustle and grind and achieve. And um, that was my identity. 
And it created um, sickness for me. It created a lot of success and it created a lot of sickness mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And I kind of came to a crux um, a couple of years ago, 2019, I actually remember exactly where I was. <laughs> I was, you know, a few years into my wellness coaching business and journey. I think I was, I was already full-time as a wellness coach, you know, loving what I'm doing, serving my clients in creating healthy, simple habits to feel good. But I was still abiding by hustle culture. I was still abiding by this, you know, how are you? I'm good, busy, but good badge of honor. And we went to Spain. So grateful for that trip. We went to Spain and I remember um, receiving an email from my uh, gynecologist and I had been going through years of abnormal pap smears and had a lot of, uh, you know, reproductive health challenges, starting with a sexual assault when I was 19 and, and everything prior to that and after that. And I got this email from my gynecologist saying, you have to have this surgery. If you don't have the surgery in your cervix, you will have cancer in two years. It's not a question. It, you know, we're booking you in. And I just remember really sitting with that and thinking to myself, okay, I meditate. I journal. I drink water. I take vitamins. I work out regularly. I walk. I surround myself with beautiful people. I read and listen to personal development. I am checking every single box on this checkbox that I have thought, you know, would lead to my ultimate health and well-being. And here I am, someone is telling me that they have to go in and cut out, <clears throat> excuse me, a piece of me from the most intimate center of my core because I'm so unwell that it will inevitably, you know, in her words, turn into cancer. And that was a really, it really didn't sit with me. It really didn't sit with me. And I thought, okay, there's something I'm missing. There's something that I'm missing in this whole <laughs> realm, you know, and I really got obsessive about it as I have with my entire healing journey. I really truly think that your next level of bliss, peace, joy, health, and well-being comes with your next level of ownership. And I just, I take full responsibility for all of my life, every single piece of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, the awesome. And I thought there is something more here. And so I dove in, I dove into some literature and podcasts and I started, you know, listening to my intuition and following that in conversations. And it led me to really studying, learning and applying cyclical living. And I learned how to listen to my body, to listen to her, to work with her instead of against her all the time, you know, because we are raised in this 24 seven hustle culture that, that celebrates busyness to, to the end of the earth. And it's just, there, there is another way, you know, there is another way you can work with your body. You can work with your, um, the seasons of your flow as I talk about. And so that led me to really, you know, like I said, studying, learning, applying, and now teaching other women how to tune into that and how to work with my body and, and uh, not against her. And I'm so proud and grateful and excited to even just to speak this on your podcast that, you know, since that surgery, I went and did have that surgery and I prepared myself mentally and spiritually for that in every, you know, supportive way that I knew how to do. And the recovery from that and the months leading after, and even I think the year leading after I, I received a clean bill of health. My gynecologist called me and, um, you know, she said, you're, you're clear, you're good to go. You, you just need to go back to your regular pap smear schedule. And there was a lot of other things in there. I had a PCOS diagnosis and a whole bunch of other stuff, again, with this reproductive center that I'm, you know, my, oh, little sacrum, she just, 
gets a lot of attention in these last couple of years, but that led me to here and now, and I'm so grateful for all of it. You know, even though there were some really challenging moments that brought me to my knees and um, I just, I'm so grateful for all of it because it allows me to have conversations like this and it allows me to teach the work that I'm currently teaching in my Know Your Flow program and um, having this conversation with women, just when I see their eyes open up about, you know, that they can trust their body, that they can live according to their cycle. It's really empowering. And, and um, yeah, so I'm really grateful to have this space and to share with you today. Mm, thank you for sharing about your journey. And there were so many pieces of resonance for me along with that were really a mirror of my journey where I had that moment where I was like, wait, you know, this isn't healing or I, there, there's something missing. Like I do need to drop into my intuition and more of the spiritual side and not just this checklist of eating or avoiding foods or being more in the masculine way of operating in your health, in your business and all of that. So coming home to the feminine, and I love that that really guided you back home to what you refer to your body as her, mm -hmm. um, really guiding you to listening to your body, allowing your body to guide you. And now being a teacher of that work of cyclical living. So tell us a little bit more about this relationship with your body when you refer to your body as her um, and how does that shift things when it comes to your health or to your your as a woman how does that shift your relationship to yourself I mean, it shifts it in every way possible. You know, we we are the first to dismiss our own needs. We're the first to dismiss our own emotions, to dismiss the intuitive hits that come up and trust whoever else is, is coming in. And that is, you know, coworker, social media, authority figures, government, whatever. We are so quick to dismiss what we know to be true for ourselves. And we just suppress and stifle that, you know, and we turn to coping mechanisms when, it, you know, we experience this anxiety or these, these feelings of something's not quite right, but it must just be me. So maybe I need to work harder. Maybe I need to just pour another glass of wine. Maybe I need to just shop a little bit, you know, to kind of ease the edge. And if we could just settle in to our body and really just start to acknowledge the freaking miracle that's going on all the time without our having to really do anything. You know, I will often refer to the sun rising and setting with clients. And I just say the same power that created the sun that rises and sets every single day with a fail also created you, you know, no matter what your background or beliefs are, you come from the same stuff. So who are we to think that we are not these powerful, magnificent, beautiful, miraculous creatures. And once you start to learn, you know, on the science side, once you start to learn about the hormonal cocktail and the symphony of ongoings that's happening every single month in your, in your body, whether you have a menses, you know, menstrual cycle or not, it's incredible. And for me learning to, you know, work with her, as I say, instead of against her, it, it really came from a place of, okay, so I get one body in this lifetime, like at what point do I stop pushing and grinding and punishing her? And at what point do I start, you know, really treating the, the one home that I have, her, at what point do I start treating her with respect and dignity and love and compassion? Holy shit, compassion. I used to over-exercise and, and not eat for hours on end because I wanted to be smaller and take up less space. And I would just punish myself in these ways. And, you know, this this shifting of this paradigm and really truly just accepting and embodying truly this is embodiment like embodying your own body 
has been such a powerful practice for me and it allows me to trust myself more fully. So back to the introduction when you were talking about, you know, you are a woman who is confident in who she is. Confidence to me is I trust myself completely. And that comes from taking care of yourself because you cannot hate something that you're taking such good care of. You know, look at a house plant when you're taking good care of a house plant and not over nurturing because that they drown when you do that. Don't do that. You know, when you're taking good care of a house plant, you can't hate something that you're taking such good care of. And that's exactly what this, what this work is. Mm. Yeah. And so I love this. You, you mentioned something very specific about a paradigm shift. And I do feel that we are going through such a huge paradigm shift right now, which is why I actually believe that this conversation around the feminine frequency and this podcast exists, even that we're really shifting from these masculine patriarchal ways mm-hmm. of operating in our health, in our relationships, in our work life, in our lifestyles, and now inviting in more of this feminine intuitive way of healing that comes from what you're talking about, this body wisdom and this relationship with your body and this slowing down to tune in, to listen and having sovereignty versus just outsourcing your health decisions or your health diagnoses to other people. And I love that you shared that you ended up getting the surgery and that you decided to go that route. And that with that, you also prepared spiritually and emotionally and all of that, because I do think that there's a place for Western medicine. I think that there's a place for science. I think that those things are really important and honoring the feminine is not about shaming the masculine or making the masculine wrong, or saying that all systems, all science, all um, structure is bad. And I really want to emphasize that, that we actually need that. There's a really important wisdom in, in taking into account all of these different facets of health and healing and transformation. And the part that's been missing for centuries is this is coming back home to your body is being embodied is listening to your intuition and your truth. So I think that this is such a powerful paradigm shift. And I love that you're on the, you know, really the leading edge of this information, this type of education that we just don't get um, when we're younger, especially as women, we have very, very little um, knowledge around cyclical living. And so you and I talked about, you know, cyclical living can mean a lot of different things. There's many facets of the feminine. The feminine is cyclical. So let's just start there that the feminine is not linear. It's not just logical. It's not analytical. The feminine is cyclical, right? And so when you say cyclical living, let's talk a little bit about the context of what is cyclical living? Like what might that look like for a woman? Oh my gosh. So beautifully said, first of all. And second of all, I love that you pointed out some very specific words, you know, sovereignty, like this, this sense of that to me, sovereignty is empowerment, is freedom, is truth, is, is all of these things. And we're raised in this, um, the system that it's not to fault the system, like you said, but we're raised in this patriarchy where we work by a 24 seven time clock. And that's beautiful for a man because a man's cycle is about 24 hours. You know, they function on a, I'll I'll teach you about the seasons here and they function on about a 6am to noon to 6pm to midnight. That's their cycle energetically. We don't function that way (laughs) as, as, you know, women or um, owners of vaginas. (laughs) 
<laughs> we function on about a 24 to 35 and even beyond day cycle consistently. And it's so interesting to me because what do you learn when you're, you're growing up and you're going through school? You know, what do you learn about um, sex ed or even, or even wellness? You learn, um, okay, well, you're probably going to get a period once a month and it's going to suck and you should go on birth control as soon as possible. Otherwise, you're going to get pregnant and have a baby. That's what you learn. And so much of that is not true. <laughs> it's not true. And so when I really started to dive into this work and really started to apply it for myself and start to learn, you know, what is my specific, I call it my flow, what is my specific flow look like? What does it feel like? You know, what are the seasons in my flow? And whether you have a menstrual period or not, you do experience a 24 to 35-ish, sometimes more, right? It, it, there's extenuating circumstances um, and that's normal and great for you too. But we experience this 24 to 35 ish day cycle consistently. And when you start to tune in and pay attention to that, you start to learn the patterns and nuances of your own body instead of just outsourcing, like you said, to everybody else who's telling you, well, this is exactly what to expect. And this is exactly what's going on. And if you don't, you know, if you deviate from that, well, then you're weird and abnormal and something's wrong with you. It's just not the case. And your cycle, your flow actually changes, you know, with every giving season, depending on stress factors and what's going on in your life and what you're eating and who you're hanging out with and, and all of these different external things. Um, so when I start to teach women about cyclical living, I, I really love being uh, pragmatic and giving tangible steps and tips. You know, I, I'm a very A-type personality where I love me a good list. I, I do lean into masculine here. So like, I love a good list. I love a checklist, like I mentioned before, but I also love, okay, so let me trust the system and let me lean into that work and allow it to work for me and work with, and work with. okay? So as women, we do experience, whether you have a menstrual cycle or not, you do experience four seasons, just as we do in nature, spring, summer, fall, and winter, right? And so your spring season, that's your follicular season. This is the time that's right after, if you do have a menstrual cycle, it's right after your, your period ends, right after your menses ends, you step into follicular. Okay, and your follicular has the same energetic imprint as spring. It's, it's great for new beginnings. It's great for new ideas. It's great for starting new projects or new workouts. And you're starting to feel more fresh. I, you know, I don't even know what the right word is, but that's the, the experience of it. And then as you go from follicular into ovulation, right, you move into summer. And that is like the juiciest, most magnetic, attractive point of your cycle. This is a really beautiful time for you to step out of your comfort zone, to go on a date, you know, to to meet new people, to record that project, to do that thing, to send that proposal. And then we move from summer into fall or autumn, right? And your fall or autumn is kind of, let's slow down, let's wrap up, let's organize and declutter and, you know, cross our T's and dot our I's, that kind of energy. And that is your luteal phase, otherwise known as PMS. And so you might start to notice, you know, as I'm speaking, even none of this is new to you because you know this inherently in your body, but it just might be a little bit of a remembering and you might go, oh, I do feel a little bit more inward, you know, as I go into my autumn or my fall or my luteal season, my PMS, I don't really feel like being social. I might feel a little more self-conscious. I might even be craving decluttering my house. How did you know, Marie? <laughs> and it's because this isn't my information. This is your body's wisdom. And then as you move from fall, you move into winter, you know, and what is, what is winter? Winter is a period of rest and rejuvenation and, um, 
it's really beautiful time for reflection and, you know, analyzing what worked and what didn't work and how we've grown. And then it's moving into, it's like this fallow season where you're now moving into, let me plant some new seeds in my spring. And like you mentioned, like the feminine is cyclical. It is not linear. And when we start to embody this cyclical way of living, you really start to appreciate every season for the power and the gifts that it holds. You know, you don't fault yourself for having a winter because you recognize, well, in order to know spring and summer, I must also have fall and winter. It's the whole homeostasis, yin yang, finding balance, you know, masculine, feminine, you were talking about these energies, you need both in order to know either. And so I really truly, to the woman listening, who's like, okay, this is a very new concept to me living cyclically. I've, I've been abiding by this 24 seven time clock, expecting myself to output the exact same amount of energy and the exact same amount of productivity every single day, no matter what. I know that you recognize this. I can say this very confidently. I know that you recognize that there are days, you know, even consecutive days in a row or even a couple of weeks of the month where you don't feel like showing up in that way. And there are days or, you know, a week or so in the month where you feel like it's easy and fun and you feel very confident in that. And I just really want to recognize you and just say that, you know, you're not crazy. It's not all in your head. You just, you live by, you live by nature's cycle. And until you recognize and work with her and work with that cycle, um, life is a little harder, I find, (laughs) than Mm -hmm. it needs to be. And so for me, really applying this information you know, knowing this information and knowing what it looks like with the, these seasons of spring, summer, winter, fall, and, and kind of paying attention by journaling each day and, and documenting, you know, and I really teach my students in Know Your Flow to document certain things, you know, what am I eating? How am I feeling? I talk about cervical fluid. Oh my gosh. Like we do not learn that our body has these natural ways of showing us what is going on in our, in our cycle and our flow. And when you start to document these things, you start to recognize, okay, so I know for myself personally that about eight to 10 days before menses, before my period, I do not want social engagements. I start to go inward and I have a few days where I'm a little irritable. I'm pretty anxious. I try to rework my entire business. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that I need to implement some more self-care and space in those few days in order for me to just be okay. You know, and then vice versa during ovulation, I know that I am juicy and magnetic and electric. And that is such a great time for me to write and record video and record podcasts and take pictures and be social and do these things. So you can start to really plan your schedule, you know, weeks out based on your cycle. Mm. Yeah, I find the word that's coming to mind for me right now as you're talking is harmony or being harmonious with your body through understanding your cycle versus constantly being at war or at battle or being frustrated with your body or having shame and judging yourself and constantly just being in this like frustration that you don't feel good all the time, or you don't feel the same all the time and then having shame. And I noticed that, that for me, and I I think that for many women, when we start to play this comparison game, we have this idea that we put other women on pedestals and we'll say, Oh, well, they're just happy all the time. They're positive all the time. Their business is working all the time. Um, everything is great all the time. And that is the biggest load of like BS possible because that actually isn't how women operate. Mm -hmm. And maybe on the front end, like if you're not an intimate close connection with that person, you might not see these different patterns and cycles that they're having. And 
Like we are all cyclical. And the more that we learn and understand our cycles and recognize like there's actually nothing wrong with you if you are moody or you do have, you know, these times maybe in your in your fall or in your autumn where you are a little bit more um, reactive or you're a little bit more moody. And instead of making yourself wrong for that is really like, how can I nourish myself during that time and set myself up for success during that time and honor myself during that time versus like constantly being in a battle with myself. Right. And so I love this idea of like being more harmonious versus having this like inner, inner battle and through what you're talking about and what you teach in your program is like, it first starts with being empowered around understanding these cycles and these seasons, and yeah. then learning how to relate to them in a different way. And on my journey, it really wasn't until I personally got off birth control, um, which was quite late on in my life, I would say like 23 years old. And I had been on birth control since I was very young, like 14 or 15 years old. And you mentioned earlier that a lot of women will go on birth control because the education is that you don't want to get pregnant. And also like women will be put on birth control in my case too, where like you have menstrual cramps or you're having like imbalances in your hormones. And so just take this so that that doesn't happen anymore. Right. But then those symptoms get hidden and they get like, they, they're just covered up. Right. So I didn't really get to know my menstrual cycle until I got off birth control. And it's not to say that you can't start to tune into your cycles and start to pay attention to who, you know, your own cycles. And I'm curious to know for you, and, and I'm not like advocating that like everyone today got off birth control, right? But <laughs> I'm curious to know, um, you know, what that process is like for, for you as you work with your clients and like, how can a woman start to pay attention to her cycles and start to tune into those maybe if she is or isn't on birth control? It's funny, as you were telling that story, um, thank you for sharing it, first of all, but as you're telling that story, I thought to myself, you know, that's really how I should introduce this, because that is, for me, where it started. The surgery was like the crux, but I had mentioned that there was a lot of stuff prior to that, and there was abnormal pap, steer, pap smears and health issues, and that's where it started for me. I, exactly the same, I went to my doctor at age 15, and she did what she knew what to do, and I knew what I need, knew what to do, you know, and I said, here's what's going on. I know to ask for birth control. And she said, okay, I see what's going on. I know to prescribe birth control. And so we both co-created this <laughs> ignorant <laughs> situation where I went on birth control at an early age. You know, I was having these debilitating period cramps. I was really sick and I was experiencing intense. Now what I know to be true is I had PCOS probably at age 15 and was experiencing the pains that come with unchecked, you know, hormonal imbalances. And so I went on birth control. And then over the course of the next 10 years, I stayed on birth control about six different kinds. And there was all of these different health issues mentally and, and physically that started cropping up because of this. And I got to a point, I remember the last form of birth control that I used. Um, it's funny. I, the last form of, you know, external birth control, because of what I teach in my program is the fertility awareness method, which is amazing and effective and beautiful. And it comes from your body and your rhythm and your cycle. Um, but the last form I used was a copper IUD because I had done some research and I said, okay, I know intuitively that I do not want to inundate my body with a bunch of hormones. So let me do the thing that is, you know, non-hormonal. Let me do the thing that I think is the best option of all of the options. And it was, <laughs> that was the best option of all the options I thought. And I just got to this point where it was like, take it out, take it out, take it out. And it went from this whisper 
you know, to this screaming. And I got to this point where I was so uncomfortable, but that I had this thing in me, in my creative center, in the core of, you know, the, my most intimate part of my body. I had this device in there and I just thought there's something wrong with this. And my healing journey really did start when I got that um, IUD out and I went off of birth control, external birth control completely. And it felt like, um, it felt like, I started to be able to feel again, like sensationally, because it, it was almost like I had been numbed. And now knowing what I know about birth control, you know, really what it's doing for you is it's inducing menopause. It's just shutting everything down. And so you're not actually having a period. You're not having a true bleed. You have a pill bleed, which is a fake bleed each month. Your body's not shedding that endometrial lining, which is really damaging and dangerous for on a lot of levels, you know, and not only that, but it affects everything else. Like your hormonal cocktail of all your hormones are directly connected to your brain. It's connected to your gut. And so in, in this whole journey, I was having these autoimmune issues and got diagnosed with celiac disease and all these crazy things. And, and it was only when I went off of birth control that I started to feel again. And also all of the symptoms were exacerbated. And then that is finally when it was so bad that I, you know, had to self-advocate for ultrasounds because I knew that there was something wrong down below. And I said, there is something here. I don't know what this is, but I know intuitively that something is going on. And every time I went for an ultrasound, they said, nope, it's fine. It's all normal. And I said, I know it's not normal. I need you to look again. And I don't know what it's like there, but here you have to wait a few months, like up to six months for an ultrasound. I advocated four times over the course of two years to get ultrasounds. And finally I clued in, I thought, okay, I'm going to pay attention to when these sharp pains are happening and you know, my right side of my pelvis. And I noted, okay, well, you know what? The sharp pains are happening around the time that I think I'm ovulating. So I'm going to schedule this appointment for the time that I'm ovulating. And sure enough, I went for that fourth appointment and the tech looks at me and goes, wow, you have a textbook case of PCOS. <laughs> this is amazing. And I was like, I know, thank you so much for validating the thing that I already knew. And now that I have this information, I can take action, you know, and, and do what I can do and what I know how to do to learn about this and move on instead of being debilitating by it. But to go back to your question about, you know, working with my clients when they're, you know, going off of birth control or they've just been taught to stay on birth control. So many women are scared to go off of it because what they've been taught is if you go off of birth control, you will fall pregnant, you know, and it's just, it's just not true. You cannot physically get pregnant outside of the five, six days, you know, maximum. That's like being healthy and uh, <laughs> giving extra days here on either side of your um, ovul ovulation. Like, if there's no egg present, you literally cannot get pregnant. And I think so many women, they hear this and they go, wait, what do you mean? I thought I could just get pregnant at any point in my cycle. And it's, it's just not true. You know, so you can only get pregnant, first of all, if ovulation occurs, which for many of us isn't sometimes when we have things out of balance. And number two, there's only a few day period during the month. And when you tune into that few day period, you learn, okay, well, I will be proactive and preventative about this in whatever way I choose to, whether that's abstinence or, you know, contraception or something um, in order to achieve or, or um, avoid that. And so when I start teaching about paying attention to your cervical fluid and women hear cervical fluid and they go, okay, what, what did you just say? <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> and they get really kind of squirmy about it. And I would really like to just normalize the fact that at certain points in the month, you have some stuff in your underwear, some fluid, you know, and that's very healthy. And that's actually indicative of a very healthy, fertile environment. And cervical fluid is there to tell you your cervix is literally emitting this fluid being like, okay, here, I'm ready. 
you know, I'm ready to, to have a baby if, if we choose at this month. And that's what your cervical fluid is doing. So when you have some stuff in your underwear every single month, it's a normal, natural part of being a woman. So I really want to normalize that because so many women, myself included, you grow up and you go, Oh my God, what is this? Like, is something wrong with me? I'm gross. I'm, I'm sick. I must be sick. I don't want to talk about this. This is weird. Totally normal, totally natural. <laughs> like, please just embrace that. And then when you start to learn to tune into that and the different consistencies of your cervical fluid, you can pay attention to, and it'll tell you whether you're fertile or not fertile. So that's such a cool part. Um, but the last thing I'll say about this is, um, when I start to teach students in my Know Your Flow program about tuning into the, you know, the seasons and using the moon, if you're still choosing to stay on hormonal birth control, you can use the moon, which has a very beautiful, consistent cycle of 29 and a half days every single month. And the moon's phase is actually new, quarter, full, waning, you know, have the exact same energies as like I mentioned before, spring, summer, fall, winter. It is just this beautiful cadence and it all lines up. And when you start to understand this, it's like, holy shit, how... <laughs> how have we not known this is the way things are all along. But I really do start my program by teaching women to get out of their head, you know, so the, the cyclical living and the phases and stuff, that's not until module two. We talk about that in module one, we talk about getting out of your head and that piece has to do with emotions and forgiveness and stress, you know, in the body, because it, if we, we can't get out of our head and into our body in the first place, like, I feel like that's a really important place for us to start. Mm, yeah, so much there that you just shared. I love it. And I think that this is the, really the foundational information that has been, I don't know if it's been like hidden on purpose or just missing from public education and knowledge um, and there is, I believe right now we're in a time where not just believe this is a deep knowing. And what I'm seeing is that we're in a time where consciousness is rising and where the feminine is rising and where a lot of this misinformation or hidden information is now coming to the surface. And there are beautiful educators like yourself who feel so drawn and called like from the center of your core to be teaching, to be an educator of this work, because this is so, so needed for women to feel empowered with their health, to really heal these underlying um, hormonal and female, you know, in, uh, hormone imbalances that have just been like pushed to the wayside. And so I'm really grateful that you shared even just these pieces around, you know, cervical fluid and around the different cycles and seasons in your menstrual cycle that are important for women to start paying attention to, because this is the foundation. We have to start with education in order to be empowered, to bring awareness. And then obviously there's so many more pieces outside of this to actually then implement and make the changes and integrate it into your life. So I think today has been such a beautiful foundation. And yeah, I, I know today we also wanted to talk a little bit about what you just shared, like your first module of getting out of your head into your body, um, really being connected and understanding your emotional landscape um, and really tuning into your emotions, being with your emotions instead of like rejecting them or making them wrong. And I think there's no way to talk about a hormonal cycle or a feminine cycle without really acknowledging that we are emotional beings and that um, the feminine emotions, I like to call it 
like they're wild. They're, they're sometimes unpredictable, but the more connected you get to your body, like they can be more predictable, but like our emotions are not meant to be segmented or forced into, again, this part of the emotional scale where it's happy, joyful, excited, stoked on life, like inspired all the time. Like that's like such a small percentage of the entire emotional scale and emotional landscape that we have access to. And as women, I believe that, you know, being in touch with the full emotional scale, not shaming parts of our emotional landscape and actually being aware of them can actually open up so much more freedom and self-acceptance. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about like how, when a woman is more in touch with her emotions, how that impacts her life or impacts like her understanding of herself. Mm. Oh, beautifully said. I could just listen to you. (laughs) That was really lovely. So when I, you know, first started in this work, I came across Abraham Hicks work. And so I learned about the emotional scale, as you referenced, and I learned about these, you know, 22 base emotions where you kind of move up or down the scale throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month. And at the top of the scale, you know, the highest vibrational emotions are these like joy, bliss, love. Oh, just these, you know, the juicy feeling of when you're, you're in alignment and you're in joy. And, you know, usually it's around the time of ovulation where you're like, oh, I just feel so good about everything. And then at the bottom end of the scale, you know, is helplessness, depression, sadness, you know, and then you move up and there's anger and then there's frustration and there's boredom and pessimism. And then there's hope and optimism and you move up this scale. And at any point during the day, you could be riding up and down this scale and you might feel exhausted at the end of a day without having done much physically, but you've ridden this emotional scale all day. So no wonder you're so tired. You know, and when I teach women about tuning into their emotions, number one, like you said, there is no shame in an emotion. Like we are emotional sentient creatures. Your emotions are literally your GPS that you can live your life by. And when you feel bad, you know, any of those lower vibrational emotions, just recognize, Ooh, there's something here. I don't feel good. I feel bad. So let me just pivot. And then let me make some adjust adjustments, you know, and that can look like just taking a second, taking a breath, asking yourself a question like, okay, let's check my vitals here. Have I gone for a walk today? When was the last time I ate? Is my blood sugar, you know, low? Uh, Do I need a glass of water? What is the thought that is on repeat right now? Can I choose a better feeling thought? Can I shift some things around? Can I take a nap? Am I tired? You know, and it's just being more mindful about asking yourself these questions of what do I need right now based on this emotion? And it doesn't uh, condone poor behavior, you know, it doesn't condone being like, well, I just have, I'm just PMSing. So sorry, I'm a bitch. (laughs) Like, that's not what we're talking about here. It looks like, oh, I'm PMSing. Let me be self-aware enough to understand how I need to support myself right now. And also let me communicate that to the people in my life who are closest to me so that they also recognize what I might need in this moment, you know, and how I may want to be with them you know, or maybe need to separate myself for a day or two so that I can have some space to deal with my emotions. So it's, it's this art and this balance of let me feel the feelings, but let me also take, you know, act, take deliberate action in um, working myself up the scale. And that doesn't look like going from helplessness and depression all the way to joy and bliss. If you expect that of yourself, you're going to feel like a failure and it's going to be even harder to get yourself out of there. Scratch that. Like just, what is a better feeling thought right now? And maybe a better feeling thought for you right now is being pissed off. 
you know, maybe being angry is better right now for you than feeling helpless and depressed. And so be in that for a little bit and celebrate that you even have the capacity to experience the full spectrum of human emotion. Because I think, oh, I just got goosebumps. That was a good one. Because I think as we, we shame these emotions that we think are bad, that we've been told like, well, don't be angry. And if you're angry, you're this, and don't be sad because then you're emotional and moody and don't be irritable and don't be these things cannot experience a summit of a mountain without also having started at the base of the valley. Like you have to have both in order to experience any of it. And so just sell I really truly want to encourage women to celebrate the full spectrum of emotions while also tuning into your needs so that you don't have to ride that wave so high and so low all the time, you know, because it really is so exhausting. And so my wave now is pretty, pretty consistent. There are there days where I ride that wave too high or too low? Totally. But I'm cognizant enough now and self-aware enough now that I'm like, Ooh, let me get back to my practice. You know, let me get back to um, checking my vitals and do I need to journal right now? Do I need, like I said, do I need to go for a walk, drink a glass of water, eat something, listen to something inspiring, do a workout, move some energy. Like what do I need in this moment and how can I serve myself? And not just, we're talking about empowerment here, really truly at the base, this is women's empowerment. And, you know, the other piece of this, going back to the the information on your, your cycle, this is not about working, you know, either with or not with a practitioner. Like when you understand these things about yourself, not only do you increase confidence and competence in your own body literacy and your life and your emotions and your cycle, et cetera. But you can also take this information, you know, to your practitioner and work with them and say, here's what I noticed. Here's the patterns that I noticed. Here is what my stuff looks like and feels like. What can you tell me based on this about it? And it just empowers both parties to then work together and co-create this, you know, uh, create more well-being. And that's, that's what the point is. Mm, such a beautiful place to come to completion in this conversation. I know that you and I could literally talk for, for days on end. This is like, I can feel your love and your passion for the work that you do and this information and like the, the value that it brings to the world. And so I, I really appreciate you bringing this to us, an introduction to your work and an introduction to cyclical living and emotional empowerment. And I'm so, so grateful for you. And I know that there's going to be many amazing, incredible women who are listening, who want to continue connecting with you and following your journey and learning more about how they can work with you. So what is the best place for them to find you and how can they connect with you? Absolutely. Um, I play and dance (laughs) on Instagram every day. So you can definitely uh, connect with me there. It's at Marie Barker Wellness. And I also have a website where you can check out my course offerings, journals, et cetera. Um, I do have a blog there with some recipes and that kind of thing, helpful tips and stuff at mariebarkerwellness.com. Amazing. We're going to link everything in the show notes so people cannot miss it. And Marie, thank you for bringing your light, your energy, your wisdom, your knowledge, all the things yourself to this conversation. And I am so, so grateful for you and the work that you're doing in the world. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Amy. I received that and send it right back. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of the Feminine Frequency Podcast with Marie Barker. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and share it on social media. You can tag me at Amy Natalie Co. and use the hashtag Feminine Frequency Podcast to share the love with your community. Also, remember to head on over to the show notes to purchase your ticket for the Embody Your Feminine workshop that I'm teaching this Sunday, August 29th. I look forward to seeing you in the workshop and we'll also see you in the next episode. Have a beautiful rest of your day. 